Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. So, um, a moment of thanks and gratitude, first and foremost. Um, for all of my guests from October, especially all of my incredible listeners who joined me for chop the shit episodes, um, just talking about travel and, um, getting to know each other and highlighting truly the point that you can learn something from anyone if you ask the right questions. I think that I would like to do more of that in the future. So stay tuned for that information. The best way to do that to see if there will be another opportunity in the future to be a guest on Travel and Ship would be to join the newsletter. There'll be a link for that in the description box. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, just go down to the description box and join the newsletter so that you get the um, call to action, if you will, um, when the next time listeners will be invited to be guests. Um, also always feel free to, um, hit me up if you guys have, uh, an idea for an episode, or if you have, um, something in particular that you feel like should be highlighted or, um, mentioned on the show. I love that you guys are here and I don't think that it would be, um, irrational or I don't think that it would be, um, a bad decision on my behalf, if you will, if I were to consider what y'all actually want to listen to. Um, so definitely hit me up. We can go from there. Uh, another way to accomplish that is to take the listener survey. I haven't mentioned that in quite some time, but there is a listener survey, uh, it's always actually in the description box and a bunch of you have already taken it and it gives me an opportunity to see who you guys are and the types of travel and um, destinations that you guys are interested in so that when I do um, more nuanced and focused um, episodes that may have a particular professional or um, expert in a topic that I am reaching out to people that not just me, myself am interested in. Um, so holla at me. I would love to hear from you guys. So, uh, join the newsletter and the listener survey. Those are, uh, great ways to get in contact with me and to, um, you know, keep me in the loop with what you guys are thinking of and discussing. So, um, there's that on that. And this week's episode is inspired by all of the, um, the Halloween spectacle, if you will. Halloween's a good time because it lends itself to imagination. And I've always been a very imaginative person. And this week I have tapped into said imagination and compiled a list of fictional characters that I would or would not want to travel with. Um, I had fun with this one and sadly I feel as if now, mind you, 
this could very much so just be a D thing. It could be a D carry thing. It could be just me. But I feel like for as much as I love and appreciate movies, I had a hard time thinking of like strong leads that were women that weren't like rom-com movies or um like action movies if you will like the tomb raiders and the columbianas and the i think lou might have been one um that i saw i think that's one of those netflix movies right now um so it just in terms of like my personal recall, right? Like digging into the mental Rolodex of movies that I've enjoyed. And I've watched a shit ton of movies. Um, little fact at this year, a uh, bingo card cheat sheet about me. I was actually a communications major in college with a media studies concentration. Um, ha, now look at me, go figure. Um, but um, I ended up having a was it one class or it may have been more than one class, but a couple of classes where we dove into film and did a lot of critical watching. So I can absolutely say that, especially just being someone that's into details and stuff, I tend to pay attention to movies. I feel like I can't hear if there are no captions. I'm one of those. I watch everything with fucking captions on because I care about the details. I enjoy um, having conversations with my partner about the lighting of a scene, the transition of a scene, um, character development, and um, all that shit interests me. So I love, love movies. And as someone who does, I won't say that I'm a movie buff or anything like that, but as someone who really appreciates um, movies for the artistry that I believe that they hold, it was quite disappointing to have felt like I was hitting such a block trying to recall characters that I would want to highlight. So with that beginning, let's dive into the list. Let's start with television. So first and foremost, let me start with Maxine Shaw attorney at law. I would motherfucking love to travel with her. And you want to know, oh, you want to know why? Because we would eat good. You hear me? We would eat so fucking well. Max was always at Khadijah and them house eating all their food. Like every episode, I am pressed to think, I don't even know that I would want to, um, think like, has she like, did she eat in every episode? And that's a woman after my own heart. I honestly can say that I probably don't have as voracious an appetite as I used to, but 20 something me, baby, never stopped eating. I ate, I I don't know why I ate. No, I do know. I had a, I have had, I don't know if it's still, it might still be a high metabolism, but I used to dance. So I was very active for a very long time in my life. So I think that that has something to do with it. But um, there's no shade in me saying that she was always eating because I too am a woman that used to always be eating, like keep snacks in 
like drawers at work just for that moment in the day that I knew I'd need a snack. So Maxine Shaw, absolutely someone that I would want to travel with. I don't know that I would want to say, uh, distinguish between a road trip or say like an international trip, but I could absolutely see having a really bomb time with Max. And because she's funny as fuck, we would have a great fucking time. Next on the list, Dean Winchester. I'm a huge Supernatural fan. I know I've mentioned this show on this podcast before. Um, You could also add that to your bingo card. Uh, I love, love, love Supernatural. There were 15 seasons and I promise you, I've watched at least the first 10 seasons four or more times. The first 10 seasons of that show, I have seen every one of those episodes at least four times. Seasons 10 through 15, I'd say 10 through maybe 12, I may have seen twice. Um, But season, like the rest of the show, I've only, you know, seen the one time through, but Supernatural is one of my top three probably shows. Um, Sam and Dean Winchester, the premise of the show because I know this one is probably like a little more of a nuanced show and for those of you that it's not please let me know if you watch Supernatural don't have me out here thinking that my tribe of you guys my tribe of travel and shit listeners don't have me out here thinking that I'm on my own with this I would love if you could hit me up and let me know that you watch Supernatural or have been into Supernatural but I would absolutely travel with Dean because the entire premise of the show all they did was drive around the country killing monsters and solving fucking riddles and low-key solving crimes because a lot of the crimes that they were looking into were of the supernatural nature. So the police was never going to figure it out. But um, Dean raised his little brother, Sam. So he is no stranger to providing. So I'd be taking care of the entire trip. The entire trip. I am already a passenger princess. I was raised that way. Hi, dad. Love you. Um, and thankfully I will, um, be able to marry into said treatment. I barely touch the wheel of, um, my car boyfriend does 95% of the driving. Um, it's a great life. I love it here. Uh, no intentions of leaving. And if I had to choose a fictional character to road trip with, it would absolutely be someone that would do the driving. So I would absolutely choose Dean Winchester to uh, specifically road trip with across the um, United States. He is well, uh, I guess you could say, informed about the roadways and, you know, where to go, where not to go. I feel as if they are never on major highways, which would make sense because, I feel like they lived life on the run because (laughs) at least the first maybe five to eight seasons, let's even round up because I feel like season nine was, I don't know if it was like Leviathans or Angels or not. And those are the antagonists, the protagonist is the main character and the antagonist is like your villain of the show, I want to say. I feel as if those 
seasons per se did a very, um, I don't want to say good job, but they made it pretty clear that they were fucking scammers and not even scammers like in the worst way, but they had like fake cards, credit cards and all that jazz. Like they apply for credit cards that they absolutely had no, cause they didn't get paid. They have no fucking money. There was no income. So how are they paying for all these hotels and, um, for gas and for, you know, whatever rags that they have ammunition, all the shit that you have to actually have in life, right? All scammed. Um, but the scamming was never necessarily part of the plot. Um, I'd say part of, I won't say the plot, but I'll say it was never really part of the storyline. It came up, but it was never, I feel like that would have been like a really good, um, couple of episodes kind of digging around with that. But Dean would absolutely road trip with that man. Um, next I had on my list, Bonnie Bennett. So, um, was it not the original, not Vampire Diaries? I didn't watch Vampire Diaries while it was live. I ended up doing a rewatch. I've rewatched a lot of old shows. I'd say, um, mostly my bag is like the early 2000s. Um, like I've rewatched shows like, uh, Ghost Whisperer, Medium. I think I was mentioning it in one of the episodes from last month. I have always been into all things occult, witches, ghosts, monsters, all that supernatural shit, always been into it. So it would follow that, of course, I would watch Medium. Of course, I would watch Ghost Whisperer. Of course, I would watch all the Vampire Diaries. I watched all the originals. I watched all of... um, What was that other show? Legacy legacies, um, which was actually pretty good. The CGI in the beginning of the legacies was pretty fucking trash. So it was hard to get past that. But once you get past that and kind of just focus on the characters, it was a good show to watch. Um, but absolutely would travel with Bonnie Bennett because she was a down fucking friend. She held all of her friends down. She was a witch, um, black witch at that. And she was such a kind and loving heart. And I feel like who wouldn't want someone like that on their team? She was also just mad chill. And uh, honestly, I wish I could tell you more about Bonnie Bennett's character, but the fucking show disrespected her at every fucking turn. Um, Yeah, so that sadly is one of those things about... I can say my own personal, um, I don't want to say angst, but my own personal quip or, ooh, grievance. Perfect. My own personal grievance in many shows is either the lack of black characters, specifically black women characters, or the, um, failing to allow for that character's arc to develop for that character to, you know, be able to, um, have an independent storyline or to shine in some areas or in some episodes even, or even some seasons 
uh, separate from their non-black counterparts in their series. So um, Bonnie Bennett is a really, really strong contender for that. And I didn't watch Vampire Diaries when it was live, but I ended up doing a binge and stand 10 toes down for Bonnie. So I would love to travel with Bonnie because I really think we'd have a great time. And Loki, I don't know, but I'm not going to hold you. As a kid, I always thought someplace deep down inside, don't know how I was going to find it, but that I had some kind of like magic powers, like that I could do magic. Little me always thought that I could. So if I'm running around the country with an actual witch, you know, maybe she put me on to something. I don't know. I'd be curious. Um, so that was um Bonnie and then this one was fun. So we just rewatched all of The Nanny. One of my favorite shows from the 90s from the 90s and I actually watched the fuck out of that shit live. Like I always watched The Nanny when it was on. I would absolutely travel with Fran Fine. First of all, the shopping. I'm not a shopper. I hate malls. I hate shopping because I don't like being in crowds. However, give me a boutique. Give me a, you know, an open souk. Give me an open market. I can get behind that. I think also the distinguishing difference for me is knowing that things that I would be picking up on these travels are things that I couldn't get elsewhere. I would like in those conditions, I absolutely get behind shopping. Um, otherwise like at home, if I can't get it on Amazon or if I can't order it online and do like an easy return for some clothes at the UPS store, I don't want it. I, I really, I'm one of those people that if I buy, I've, there's been a bag on my bedroom floor all freaking winter with this dress that I had bought to go with, um, the green and white ones the uh, Jordan ones. I bought the green and white ones, but I bought them from kids foot locker. So I got them in my kid's size and they fit in the store court, of course. But then I got home and I'm walking across the living room and I'm just like, something's different. And I bought the black and white ones, but from like foot action, like an adults, I bought them in women's. Like I bought the black and white ones in women's and the green ones long to short. I had the green ones, had to return them. The toe bed ain't the same. So Heads up, if you're going to buy a pair of Jordan 1s, the kid's size to the women's size, dead it. It is not a comp. The shits don't, they're cut different. They, they getting you. And at this bigly age, I don't do uncomfortable shoes. I just don't. So, um, yeah, I said all that to say, I've had this dress that I bought to go with those sneakers that I had absolutely nothing else to go with. I do not own another pair of green shoes. And the dress is brown and green. So the green sneakers were going to chef's kiss. They were going to be perfect. That has been sitting on the floor. So I don't buy anything that I can't do a very easy return for if the shit doesn't fit or if it doesn't look like how I see it in my head. That being the case, I could think that I would absolutely enjoy shopping with Fran. Fine. Um, and... She's a great ass friend. And I will also say, especially in terms of the 90s, I find that in rewatching shows, a lot of times, um, 
Stuff doesn't age well. I tried to watch Desperate Housewives. I think I got up to like seven episodes and I was angry like every single episode. The way that they wrote those women was just very disappointing. And it was the height of, I want to say it was 2007 is when it came out. And I was a baby adult then. I graduated from college in 2007. I moved out on my own in 2008. So it's, I wasn't like a teenager at this point. And the way that they're describing the women and like the narratives and the storylines and like the thought processes of the character. And I get that they are fictional characters, y'all, but I was angry every episode and it was just like, why am I doing this to myself? I don't have to. Don't watch it. Um, But that point was made because even for the 90s, like some jokes age very well. And I feel like the nanny is one of those shows that's still fucking funny. And some of the jokes may be a little, oof, couldn't say that now, but in terms of the way that they wrote Val and Fran's friendship, although Val is very much so portrayed as like a simpleton, Fran still holds her the fuck down. Like there may be a little jab here and there, Caddy, but... I still think comparatively, right, when we're comparing the 2023 of things to like the 1997, 1999 of things, it wasn't that bad. And any situation Shorty got herself into, Fran was able to get herself out of it. She was a good fucking time. She was a good fucking sport. And she was so fucking loving. And she was fly as hell. So I feel like that is a perfect storm for someone to travel with. I would have a very fucking good time with Fran Fine. So I feel like the perfect trip would be Dean driving, Fran choosing like some activities and shit to do, places to shop, and then Maxine just absolutely choosing all the food spots. That is going to be the the the, the well-rounded lineup, the roundup. And then I'd say that we'd be taking a road trip to go visit our cousin Bonnie someplace. Um where she was happily in love because her character never really got to enjoy that. Thank you to the writers on that. Um, that was all sarcasm. If you're not watching on YouTube, YouTube, I was making all the faces so you could absolutely get that. And that is my episode tidbit for you to watch the episode on YouTube. If you feel so inclined to see the nuance in the facial expressions that I make, um, but yeah, that would be a really fun road trip. If the one, two, three, four of us were going to see Bonnie um, someplace, I don't know, like on a ranch and in love or something, that would be fan-fucking-tastic to me. Um, movies. Now, in terms of movies, this was easy but hard. And the easy part, because the first two people that I came up with were like, duh, easy choices. Absolutely going to travel with John Wick's character because duh, you're fucking John Wick. You're internationally known. I would absolutely go anywhere in the world with John Wick because once he came out of retirement, it's like everybody knows who the fuck he is. Like that first motherfucker, you fucked up. You fucked around and found out. You ain't know, but then you found out. And now that He's out of retirement doing air quotes here because he is a fictional character. But now that he is out of retirement, the world fucking knows and they know who John Wick is. So all the nefarious folks out there, I feel like 
they ain't fucking with me because I'm with John fucking Wick. Also, John Wick can get himself out of any situation. So I would absolutely love to travel with him. I'd be safe as fuck. Uh, a very, I guess, 1A and maybe a 1B to this. Um, I would absolutely say McCall from The Equalizer. Not my cousin Big Teeth. I call um, Dana Owens, Queen Latifah, my cousin, because, um, you know, just love her down. Um, we are not indeed cousins, but that'd be a pleasant fucking surprise. I fucking love Queen Latifah. Um, but I don't mean her character, uh, McCall, that she plays in The Equalizer, which is actually a really good show. Um, not going to hold you. Fairly and honestly can say I wasn't really expecting to get into the show. And that's not because I, again, I love Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah. but I can't say that I pictured believing her being like a mercenary. Didn't see it. But once you get past like that third episode, I'm, I'm sold. I, I purchased my pass. I've bought in. Enjoy the show. Fucking love Equalizer. Can't wait for it to come back. Um, so not her McCall, but um, what's that man's name? Denzel Washington's McCall from the Equalizer, like the original Equalizer. And I, ooh, dare I say original, because I don't know if that's a remake from an older film or say like a Brazilian film or a Portuguese. I don't, I don't know if it has separate origins other than the Denzel film. So let me say that in fairness, um, credit where it's due, but I'm referring to the, I want to say his first name was like Robert or something, but McCall from the equalizer portrayed by Denzel Washington, because first of all, that could just be my daddy. Like he's just an older guy. So it's just like, all right, this is just a really father, daughter, big cousin, little cousin, uncle, niece, kind of like, let's go travel and have a really good time knowing that I am completely safe and protected. Also, he's got the capacity to be a diplomat. Like he's very low key. Like John Wick doesn't really give under the radar, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but McCall does. And he also has the ability to just kind of talk shit out before shit gets crazy. You see what I'm saying? So I feel like that is also, that's kind of like a one, a one B I'd say, um, for as much as John Wick's character is like a chill guy that really don't want, don't, he's, he's not here for the, he's not here for violence. I mean, he's here for violence, but that's not why he came. If you get where I'm going, right? Like he wanted to live a peaceful life. He, he just wanted to be with his fucking dog. He wanted to be left the fuck alone. Um, however, his character isn't necessarily portrayed as diplomatically as McCall is in terms of like McCall could go grocery shopping. McCall could do a lot of regular people things. He could live a regular life. And then when shit got crazy, like he was ready to step in and handle business. So one A and one B I'd travel with the both of them specifically, um, John Wick for the international travels and then McCall for like domestic travels. I also had Robert Langdon from Angels and Demons. Shout out to Dan Brown because Angels and Demons, Da Vinci Code, 
There was a third one that I cannot remember what the name of it was, but the character that Tom Hanks played in those films, I loved the books. And then I also enjoyed the movies. There are of course parts that are left out of the film that are of course detailed in the, in the books. However, the films did an incredible job from what I remember of sticking enough to what the facts of the book were that the pieces of the book that were left out of the movie, eh, I can't say I was too bothered by it. You get that you can't have like a seven hour freaking movie. It's a very thick, it's a healthy book. So you, you know, reasonably that all can't be in the movie. Um, and I think that they did a great job with it. And I would love to travel with uh, Langdon because Baby, dumb trips to the museums would be a good fucking time. He knows mad historical shit. He's very much so into investigating and has the context for questions that I could absolutely see me asking about stuff that we would run into in museums. I love going to museums. When I go to museums, I'm actually one of those people that reads the plaques. I take my time, especially when we're in the wing of things that I am absolutely into. Those wings are African-American history and natural history. I also love a good artifact. Um, show me the outfits, the costumes, the wardrobe, the uniforms, the clothing um, of a particular person or peoples. I enjoy seeing those as well as um, like, so it's kind of the same thing as like costumes and stuff, but like also like artifacts and stuff from not just movies, but cultural artifacts. So I absolutely trust that the character Ron Langdon would be able to help me navigate all of that, answer all the questions, and also give me thought provoking, say scenarios or um, just inspire or spark thought that I may not have, may not necessarily have thought of on my own. I feel like his character would be a really, really great person to have on hand for all my fucking questions. So I would love to travel with Robert Langdon. Also, these two would be, um, the last two I mentioned are my favorites. The first one that I'm going to mention is Naru if I'm pronouncing her name wrong, from Prey. I don't know if y'all watched, I want to say like the prequel to Predator, which recently came out. I think it was 2022, 2023. But baby, Shorty was a fucking badass. She was so good. Um, An indigenous woman to the area that she was in. I don't know where like the movie was set or like what the, the now of things in terms of the area would be, because this was obviously set way back in the past. So I don't know that wherever she was in the movie had the same borders as the area would have now. You following what I'm saying? Um, so like the state of Texas wasn't always the state of Texas. So 
you know, it's kind of like, all right, well, at one point it was Mexico. So maybe that's where she was. So I don't want to say wherever that was because I don't fucking remember. But what I do remember was baby did it all. She could hunt. And I, and by hunt, I mean she could hunt food and she could hunt prey. So um, I would absolutely feel safe with her, especially being outside y'all i love 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 being outside i would love to have like a really dope camping trip um but at this kind of bigly age i'm a little more um hesitant with certain risks and yeah sleeping outside on the floor isn't gonna cut it so i would definitely do like a cabin or something um, if I were to do like a tent sitch, I would want to have like an inflatable mattress, excuse me, so I can sleep on that and not on the cold ground. But baby girl would absolutely know what is safe to eat. God forbid something happened and we got uh, stranded in the wilderness. She's going to get me back home. Leave it to me not likely to happen. Shake the eight ball doesn't look good. You know, um, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do in the woods. Not a slight, not a clue. So Naru would be my godsend. She would absolutely get me through any of that. And I would love to have her on an adventure trip or a trip like the one we went to in Vermont where we were staying on like 22 acres of property with tons of expansive woods and all that kind of crap. So it's also terrifying to me to be in a dwelling where if all the lights are on inside, you can't see outside. You step outside away from the light and you you can't see like your hand in front of you. It's that dark outside in some areas. And that's what it was doing in Vermont. Thankfully, I had my man. <laughs> for that trip. But, um, if I had to be outside or do, uh, any kind of wilderness trekking or more treacherous, more treacherous of a hike, um, cause I do a lot of hiking in my travels. We always hit a park if we can, um, spend some time outside, but, um, if we was going to really get busy, like get out there and do real exploring, it's with her so we can make it home. And finally on this list of, um, movie characters that I would want to travel with five stars, angel, five stars, Emerald Haywood from Nope. Kiki Palmer's character in Nope. Abso-fucking-lutely. I'd say she would be the number one pick on this list because She's cool enough to just hang with out, it, just hang with in regular life. I get that sense from the actual Kiki Palmer as well, but her character in the show also, first of all, Shorty was fly. You hear me? The outfits were fitting. The fits were fitting. All of it, shit I would wear. Um, so that already aligned me with her. I, I was feeling the energy. And I really enjoy the energy that she brought to that character. I think that Emerald was mad chill, mad laid back, adventurous, curious, bold and fucking brave. Like Shorty was with the ships. She wasn't going to let the land go without a fight. She wasn't going to let her brother handle none of that shit by herself. And she actually had a very reasonable response when she was like, baby, we got to go in the beginning of the movie. But then was just like, well, I'm not going to leave my fucking brother here. 
I guess we all in. So I really, really fuck with her character. She's funny as hell. And that was one of the things that I think that was giving me so much pause initially when I was looking for uh, characters to include in terms of like the movies where I definitely want, because I had like, you know, the backup, I had John Wick and McCall. And then I had um, the intellectual Robert Langdon. I'm like, yo, I want to fucking laugh. And also, where are the black women? And I was having a hard time. And the first person that I thought of with like, okay, I want to laugh was Melissa McCarthy's uh, characters. And I wasn't going to go through like a discography, but I know her characters in movies always fucking make me laugh. But then I realized that a lot of the characters that she's played have generally been written as warm hearted simpletons. And that's not the type of humor that I could deal with for a sustained period of time. And I think that that's a perfect segue to remind y'all the holidays are coming up. We're going to see those cousins that we haven't seen in a while. And, you know, and not just cousins, but like friends, um, acquaintances. And if you're doing any traveling for the holidays, Or if you are connecting with people for this holiday type of year, a little reminder that not every friend is for every situation, right? Like, you know, you have the friends that you can't go out to eat with because they always want to be mathematicians when the bill comes. You know, you have the friends that you don't necessarily bring to meet new people or to meet like more conservative maybe family members because they mouth is a little is a little reckless and they may not mean any harm or ill will but they tend to be very frequently misunderstood um or miscategorized by people that don't really know them so you know how like you have certain friends that like you don't do certain activities with well i strongly believe that Not every friend is for traveling. And that is what was really fun about this list is picking out like, well, what actually matters to me when I'm traveling, right? So I want to be safe, but I also want to have a good fucking time. So there's that balance in my roster of people that are going to make sure that both of those are covered. I don't want anybody that I can't trust. And so that brings me to my list of people that I absolutely would not fucking travel with because three came up in um, preparation for this one, for this episode. The first fucking person that came up was Juno. I had to look up what the character's name but not Juno from the movie Juno. That was a good uh, movie. What's up, Elliot Page? Excellent, excellent job with that one. And they were a baby. So young, um, but so well done. But Juno from The Descent. It's a thriller, I guess you could say a horror movie. Great fucking movie. I don't want to spoil it for you if you have not watched it, but it is about a group of maybe four or five women who go spelunking. Spelunking is cave diving, like exploring caves and shit. Now, there are some things that I would absolutely never do. And this is fucking one of them. With the caveat that I actually kind of unofficially have gone spelunking, if that makes sense. But I did it mostly with guides. So quick story, Bermuda, first trip I ever went on, 2017. 
I think it was January 2017. I was supposed to be in um, another country. Can't even remember the name right now. Um, I think it starts with an M. Anyway, I was supposed to be one spot. Didn't happen that way. Flight was canceled. Contingent plans were not a go for me. So I ended up in Bermuda. Now, where I stayed was very close to Crystal Cave and something caves. Like there are these two cave systems in Bermuda. Beautiful. It was a really bomb time, a really great experience. And I got to explore two caves and each time I had a guide and they are, there are pathways and bridges and there's tons of water, like beautiful, beautiful, clear water and incredible. The resort that I stayed on, cause this is before I got into Airbnbs or hostels. I can't say, I don't even know if Bermuda has hostels, but I stayed at the Grotto Bay I feel like there's more to the name, but Grotto Bay, let's just say Grotto Bay Beach Resort, but it's a Grotto Bay in Bermuda. Pretty sure that it's only the one. Still to this day, one of the best resorts I've ever stayed at. Beautiful. It was clean. Incredible staff. Had a great fucking time. There's a cave system on the property. And I feel as if it is the same cave system that is Crystal Cave and whatever the other name is. Like there were two cave systems that I was mentioning. Um, but it's on the hotel property. So you're able to go into the caves and walk around and explore on your own. And that's exactly what the fuck I did. So also in the caves are like the spa where I got one of the best massages I've ever had in my life. Um, what else was in there? The, oh, like in the cave, there's also a separate area. So the spa is in one area of the cave and then there is another pathway that you can go into that has a, like a, I guess it's a freshwater pool or it might be an ocean, a saltwater pool, but there's like a, a body of water, not too large. Um, I'd say probably the size of your average, um, hotel pool, but it was a natural body of water in a fucking cave, which was so fucking fly. That was wild. I was too scared to get in that because one, I didn't know. Like the first time I went in there, there were people in the cave. There are people, you know, walking around doing their own thing. And there are people in the water, but I know these people. I, this was my first solo travel. This was my first time out of the country. I wasn't getting in the water with them people. And I also didn't trust that I would be safe if I got in the water on my own. Like if they left or if it was, I wasn't getting in the water by myself. Wasn't happening. Um, I can swim. I'm just not a good swimmer. And if something were to touch me in the water or anything, I'm very creative. I started the episode by saying that there's always some scenario and some shit running through my mind. So I was thinking of all the ways that that shit could go wrong. And baby, I was making it home. So I didn't get in the fucking water. But goofy me, and I won't say goofy, adventurous me, decided to explore the cave. I did, had a great time. I'd never been in a cave before. And, you know, I just kind of carefully walked in, took a couple of self-led path tours, just walked around. Um, I'm actually going to repost that video on social. Um, that was 
so fun. I think you can actually see the fear in my face because then I think I heard something or something. I don't know. It just was like, all right, it's time to go. Um, there were a ton of little dark corners and all that jazz. So, and, and that was without tight spaces. That wasn't me stepping over. That wasn't an unexplored cave. It was explored. It was on the grounds of the hotel I was staying at. So that is my experience spelunking, if you will. Um, but these motherfuckers in the movie, I would recommend the movie. It's a good watch. It's entertaining as hell. Um, but Juno is the villain to me. And there are so many, um, I don't want to say conspiracy theory is the right word, but there are a lot of, well, like, let's say there's a Reddit thread there. I'm sure there are multiple Reddit threads and YouTube videos just going down rabbit holes of like, um, damn, what is the phrase that I'm looking for? It's kind of like conspiracy theory, but like not necessarily conspiracy theory, but there's a lot of content that gets into like the hidden meanings of the movie. What does this character represent? What does that represent? Why, how did we get here? alternate explanations like the descent is like it's a rabbit hole in and of itself good movie highly recommend the watch um especially while we're still in the middle of spooky season um get into it but if you ask me juno's the fucking villain i could see how i think people would say sarah was the villain i've watched I'm, i've seen a list of reasons why and i'm not going to invalidate those because i agree with a lot of it but the one thing that i very much so remember about this movie because honestly i could watch a movie and an hour later it didn't happen i forget a lot of details i just don't retain a lot of information because it's not useful like when am i going to use some of this information again so if it's not something that i feel like i'm going to use again i feel like i just don't really hold on to it but one thing that I fucking remember about watching that movie is after getting through it, I was like, oh, it's this bitch fault. <laughs> she fucked everybody up. So I'd like to know under the Bermuda video with me in the cave, I want to know who you think the villain is. If you've watched The Descent, and I'm talking about the first one, I haven't watched the second one yet, I don't think. I would love to know who you think the actual villain in The Descent is is so i am now more inclined to post this video on the travel shit instagram t-r-a-v-e-l the letter n s-h underscore t i'm going to post the video of me in the cave and then ask you who you think the real villain in the descent was because i'm very curious i think it's juno and baby you don't need friends like that i would never ever ever forgive someone for some shit like that. Um, wouldn't travel with them. I would absolutely not travel with a bitch like Juno not happening. Um, so she's at the top of my can't travel with list. Second person that came to mind was sad to say, but actually not sad to say Dorothy from the Wiz. The Wiz is my favorite fucking movie, but I could not be on that journey with them absolutely couldn't do it it's just um as many nuggets and hidden messages and sweet messages and 
love, love, love the movie. Still, hands down, favorite movie. Love the soundtrack. Listen to it for shits and gigs. I can't say that I would want to be on that yellow brick fucking road. Not with none of them. They were very much so. Now, granted, yes, they were able to overcome pretty much all of it. Um, because we saw in action them actively doing the things that they were looking to gain. Looking for the word here from the whiz. Like the reason they were going to see the whiz was because they thought that they were lacking, whether it be heart, whether it be brain, whether it be courage. I don't know what the fuck Dorothy was lacking. She just really wanted to go home, but you know, she helped the homies. Um, so through that journey, we saw them doing the things that they thought they couldn't do. That being said, I couldn't do it. Me, I, and it's also, I mean, a reminder that not everything is for everything, right? Like it's, it's not for you to necessarily envision yourself in that space. I don't think the point of the movie was, or maybe it was, I don't fucking know because it's kind of like symbolic for everything that you're looking for. You possess inside. So you see how you can get the symbolism from it while not necessarily seeing yourself in the situation. You see where I'm going here and I can't see myself in that situation. Respect and appreciate the symbolism. Couldn't be me. I'm not doing that. So absolutely would not want to travel with Nan, not a one of them, especially if we're talking about real life travels, wouldn't want anybody like those characters. I really would, it would get under my skin how, um, like naive Dorothy is all the characters, honestly, that would really bother me. I cannot stand that because to me, you're now putting my personal safety at, at risk. If I don't feel like you could hold your own, who's got my back? And not just who has my back. I don't want to be responsible. I don't want to be responsible for your back. If I don't feel like you can handle yourself, you are now a liability. You are now someone that I have to add to the palette and the plate of already taking care of me myself. I don't want that responsibility. It's bad enough. I got to take care of my own damn self. I don't want to now have to take care of you as well. So no, not Dorothy. Not Scarecrow, not Tin Man, not Lion. Nan, not a one of them. Love them. Love the movie. Messaging is clear. Not travel partners. And finally, nobody from Midsommar. Y'all, that movie is fucking nuts. Watched that a few years ago. Entertaining. But, whoa. Um, Since we're talking about kind of scary movies and the, um, the, uh, the no- not the novelty, but just scary movies with like intense characters. Hereditary. Hereditary is probably the wildest movie I've ever seen. Whenever somebody asks, what's the craziest movie you've ever seen? Or what's the wildest, like, what the fuck did I just watch? It's Hereditary with Toni Collette. Toni Collette is, is a dream. Like, I think she is such an incredibly talented actress and baby. She gave it all in that movie. That movie was great. And it is so like full of whoa, best way to describe it. So I would absolutely watch Hereditary and I would 
suggest Midsommar as well and The Descent. So those are my spookies um, that I would recommend while we're still in this first week of November, which I think is the tail end of spooky season because we have um, Day of the Dead and um, it's like All Souls Day. I think today is actually All Souls Day, right? No, All Saints Day. And tomorrow is All Souls Day, which is Dia de los Muertos, um, which I would love to travel to Mexico to experience at one point. Um, that's a fun, something about saying bucket list just feels so finite and like you're anticipating dying. Um, but lifeless, I think I was talking with someone who said that that's what they call it. And I'd like to adopt that also. I'd rather call it a lifeless. Um, but yes, going to Mexico for, um, day of the dead would be a really, really, um, interesting trip. Um, but I'd want to do it in like a culturally respectful way where I am going like to learn and, um, observe other people in their culturally significant practices without necessarily inserting myself in that. Like I'm not necessarily interested in, um, dressing up or anything, but you know, defer to the professionals, defer to the people that live it. I would want to go there, speak to people there. Cause I don't really know much about it except for, um, you know, what the actual day symbolizes. Um, so is that, Oh, so I said anyone from midsummer. But I don't want to give you a spoiler, but um, that crew's not for me. They're not. Um, wouldn't want to end up on their travel list. I don't. I don't want to travel with them. Um, so that was fun for me. I enjoy tying again regular life and travel. They go hand in hand. A lot of times the movies we're watching for Halloween, a lot of times the movies we're just watching for regular times of the year, just the movies we know and love, the characters we know and love. How much do you love them? Would you want to travel with them? So I'm curious, your favorite movie, would you want to travel with the main character? Why or why not? Feel free to hit me with the Twitters. Tweet me, travel and shit, T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H underscore T. Um, I'm curious if you guys would travel with the main character from your favorite movie. Let me know, send me a tweet. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I look forward to bringing you more nuanced conversation in the future and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.